As we navigate the world, as society marches forward and sometimes stumbles backwards, as convictions, certainties and norms evolve, it's important to find somewhere to feel at home. And wherever we find that feeling, more than ever, we need to be mindful. Welcome to Local Voices Global Stories, a podcast from Accor, taking you to the places where a reinvented vision of hospitality gives all of us a sense of community and carries us into the experiences of tomorrow. Because spreading our wings doesn't only expand our horizons, it also creates new feelings and new connections between communities and between the individuals in search of new discoveries and those who give them a warm welcome. There's always an opportunity to see more, feel more and go further. Open hearts and open minds make that possible. And for a core, they're found within the talents who don't just make us feel at home, they make sure we are at home, wherever we are in the world. Those team members are at the heart of the whole experience, and we're here to find out how they fly the flag for openness and inclusion, creativity and innovation. The squeak of pristine sand underfoot, the cool shade of a verdant forest, or the weightless serenity of a plunge into deep blue waters. Their sensations only the natural world can provide, and that's why we thrill in these stunning landscapes, why we feel revived by the elements and fascinated by the animals that reveal the Earth's innate beauty. But today, that's often an experience tinged with concern, as we take stock of the environmental damage wrought by years of human interference, with pollution, intensive farming, and carbon emissions, just some of the factors causing some ecosystems to collapse. COP stands for Conference of the Parties. The United Nations have been holding climate change summits for the last three decades. They are attended by heads of state, climate experts, and campaigners, and their purpose is to produce an international response to the climate emergency. The UK will Taking immediate steps to protect the world's biodiversity is top of the agenda at summits around the world. Yet despite ambitious targets and pledges, critics say governments and international bodies have done too little too late, and that decisive action to prevent the extinction of a number of species and habitats is non-negotiable and more urgent than ever. Our planet is under immense pressure. As our population grows, we consume more and more, using precious resources and creating mountains of waste. One thing is clear, we cannot continue like this. For our core, people and planet go hand in hand, and a responsible approach to hospitality has long been a priority. It opened its environment department in 1994 and was the first international hospitality group to commit to net zero carbon emissions by 2050. These pledges will have a significant impact on the biosphere in the future, but also tangible effects on our well-being today. Plant for the Planet funds tree planting projects following agroforestry principles, and these projects are benefiting communities near our hotels. Initiatives like Plant for the Planet, the ambitious agroforestry program that's seen more than 7 million trees planted in various countries around the world, and important changes at the properties themselves, for example, single-use plastics for guests are to be phased out by the end of 2022. These measures to limit the environmental impact of a course activity are combined with widespread efforts to raise awareness and take positive steps to protect our biosphere. 
because hospitality is an ecosystem too. Sustainability seeps into daily working practices at every level, from the boardroom to the breakfast bar, with team members, partners and local communities working together to deploy innovative, eco-friendly solutions sensitive to their surroundings and the challenges they face. It's also about providing guests with responsible choices and the opportunity to enjoy enriching experiences with a sense of purpose in inspiring natural settings as they help protect these landscapes for generations to come. Despite recent efforts from public bodies and private companies, global warming continues. The atmosphere is still being polluted and marine habitats are on the front line of the climate crisis. Not to mention the communities who live in symbiosis with the sea. Archipelagos and low-lying countries are the first to feel the effects of rising water levels, as Foreign Minister Abdullah Shahid points out. In the Maldives, where I come from, we live day in, day out with the threat of climate change. But we will never give up hope. Humanity will rise to the occasion. Indeed, the Maldives are known for the stunning aquamarine seascapes. Around 99% of the island nation is water. The sea provides for people there in two major ways. Fishing and tourism account for three out of four jobs. These two sectors have taken their toll in recent years. Overfishing means stocks have been severely depleted and the reef fish that were once so plentiful they were considered a nuisance are now relatively scarce. Globally, over 70% of the coral reefs around the globe have been exposed to the high temperatures that cause bleaching. And it was those kaleidoscopic coral reefs that first put the Maldives on the map, with visitors drawn to the subaquatic paradise to be found just meters offshore. Yet they've also taken a hit. With warmer waters bleaching the coral in 2015 and 2016, and ocean acidification posing a serious threat to marine habitats. However, Significant steps have since been taken to curb that destruction and allow local ecosystems to recover. The Maldives has restricted coral mining, pushed for the protection of endemic species, and signed up to the Blue Charter Action Group to make sure those commitments are upheld. And decisive measures from Accor are also reshaping the travel experience, offering a meaningful, authentic discovery of the fauna, be it turtles, sharks, or manta rays, and a new appreciation of the region's flora. That's all possible thanks to precious input from marine biologists Samuel Dixon, Amandine Wulstek and Julia Pellizzato, who've been brought on board for that very purpose, introducing guests to the conservation efforts that are safeguarding these unique sites and the environmental measures that are making Accor's properties in the Maldives a dream destination for eco-conscious travelers. They're based at the Fairmont Maldives Sirufen Fushi, the Pullman Maldives Mamata Resort, and the Raffles Maldives Meridu Resort. And they join us now to share their vision and expertise. So my name is Samuel Dixon, and I'm the Sustainability Manager here at Fairmont Maldives, and also their Marine Biologist. I take care of all of the ocean conservation projects here at the resort, and then I also implement all of the sustainability programs and initiatives and track their progress. This is a place I knew I could come to, make a difference. My name is Amandine Rilstek, and here I'm the resident marine biologist at Pullman Maldives Mamuta. My main job is to educate the August and our staff, um, communicate about the nature we have here on the island, the marine life through snorkeling, tours and conferences. 
and I also do survey of the reef and the island. I've always been very attracted by the ocean, but uh, I know I want to become a marine biologist since I am seven. Talking to people that are actually using the water is the way I want to make a difference. My name is Giulia Pellizzato and I'm the marine biologist at Ruffles Maldives Merdu. My main focus is on monitoring and reducing the impact of the resort on the surrounding environment and uh, also on raising awareness uh, and educating the guests on the importance of protecting the ocean and the coral reef ecosystem. I do so uh, by conducting weekly surveys on the coral reef and involving the guests in this survey, letting them help me with the data collection. I involve the locals uh, through marine biology uh, sessions at school and uh, in beach and reef cleanups. I've always felt attracted by the ocean. I specialize in tropical reef ecosystems and coral reef restoration. Fell in love completely with this beautiful country and I decided to move here permanently, uh, working as resident marine biologist in a resort. When it comes to spearheading solutions in the Maldives, these three scientists have a crucial role, protecting the ecosystems of their island homes and inviting guests to get involved, learning about the archipelago and participating in conservation activities. Their missions are varied and vital, like the Coral Restoration Project, where new colonies are generated branch by branch on custom-built frames. That takes place next to the Coralarium, the Fairmont Maldives Sirufen Fushi, a pioneering underwater installation featuring pH-neutral sculptures from artist Jason DeCares Taylor. The objective of this project is to make an intertidal gallery that both uh, displays art in a, a terrestrial environment and also in a subaquatic environment. Partially covered in sea moss, this unique piece of contemporary art doubles up as an artificial reef, an enticing underwater playground for tropical fish. It's just one of the spots where guests can see local species in their natural habitats. Samuel, Amandine and Julia are involved in monitoring programs too, keeping an eye out for any changes in the ecosystem. Of course, marine biologists lead snorkeling tours. There's also a chance to swim near the manta rays who glide beneath the surface of these crystal clear waters. On land, guided tours of Marmutas forests, lakes and beaches provide insight into this little known landscape and raise awareness about the unique challenges it faces. The idea is to give visitors a new perspective on the flora and the fauna that make this archipelago more than a picture postcard destination, prompting them to leave the lightest footprint possible on these shores. When it comes to the sustainable systems in place, hospitality processes have been streamlined for maximum efficiency. At the Movenpeak Resort Kuredivaru, Maldives, composting means any food waste is put to good use and electricity comes courtesy of solar panels around the island. At the Raffles Maldives Meridu Resort, reverse osmosis technology turns seawater into drinking water and single-use plastics are very much off the menu. A sustainable approach that looks ahead to a pristine future for this place and for the people who enjoy it. There are really two imminent threats to the natural environment here in the Maldives. The first is sea level rise, 
highest natural point here in the Maldives is only around 1.5 meters above sea level. This is the country which is going to face the severe consequences first when the sea levels rise and this beautiful country uh, slowly starts to disappear. It's one reason why we're actually encouraging tree planting around our coastal environments and um, they'll act as a great perfect natural defense against wave action and erosion. The other major problem I think for the Maldives environment is climate change uh, which causes global ocean warming events called El Niños. Uh, these increase the temperature of the ocean by maybe one to two degrees Celsius and can result in mass coral bleaching. Coral reefs are the most biodiverse ecosystem on the planet, covering less than 0.1% of the ocean floor, yet they support a staggering uh, uh, more than 25% of all marine life. Corals are one uh, of the most underestimated organisms in the world because they support an entire ecosystem that is the coral reef. They are very important also for coastal protection because they act as barriers and they absorb the energy of the waves, so they protect our island. Raffles Merdu is located in the deep south of the Maldives. The reefs here are really healthy and the nature is still pristine and unspoiled. Here I'm monitoring the reefs in terms of biodiversity. Corals are very, very picky organisms when it comes to water quality. Monitoring the water parameters is critical to predict their future health status and adjust, of course, our activities accordingly. I'm collecting twice a year data on the coral cover that will basically tell me how many uh, healthy and live corals there are on the reef. And what I see is that the number is increasing. I believe that it's very important to have a marine biologist on site in order to educate the guests about the local environment and showing them both the beauty and the fragility of this location. I designed the Marine Discovery Program to create my personal army of ocean warriors uh, ready to join me and make a difference in protecting the ocean and in the ocean conservation. I can show them how beautiful and at the same time fragile the, the reef ecosystem is and it can stimulate their curiosity. I see after talking to the kids, I will teach them something about um, reducing the use of plastic or I will explain them why the sunscreens are dangerous for the corals. And what I see is that the kids will run back and they will check the ingredients of the sunscreens or they will check whether the straw is made of paper or is made of plastic. I think that's very positive. Kids are now the next generation of everything. They will have to deal with the world we leave to them, so they are super important to reach out. We have two programs running at the moment. We have the Kids Marine Biology. We just learn about the main species we have around and who live there. Then we have the other program. They will sign up with me, so whatever happens on the island, they will be helping me out. We find a turtle nest, if we find a injured bird, if we're going on dolphin cruise, they can come and turn. Kids are sponge knowledge and they understand much more than we usually give them credit for. Mamuta is in the southern part of the Maldives. It's located in the Gafu Alifu Atoll. We have one of the few natural freshwater lakes which allow us to have an amazing vegetation around. We have what's called a rifflet and it's a nursery habitat. So we have a lot of Baby sharks, bear rays, seagrass meadows as well. 
when I arrive, one of the first things I notice is that Mamuda is surrounded by a reef flat, providing the perfect habitat as a nursery for the black tip reef shark. Picture the reef as a resort or a hotel. The sharks, they will be the housekeeping team. They keep the reef healthy and clean by eliminating the sick fish, the injured fish. They will be also playing the role as management. They regulate the fish population and decide who is there. So I don't try to picture a hotel or resort without room cleaning service. I don't think this hotel is going to work for long. It's the same for the reef. We need healthy shark population to have a healthy reef. So I created a program where guests can help me looking the partition, the favorite spot, and how long the baby shark will spend around the island. So let's say the guest is walking around, we can just take a picture, and if that shark is not recorded yet, the tourist gets to name it. It's so important to develop conservation and sustainability programs to really inspire the next generation. We're actually based in Shaviani Atoll, which is one of the most northerly atolls in the Maldives. We have launched our turtle rangers program, where we promote how they should treat or act around our turtle population. We also teach them the best ways to protect turtle nests. For us, it's about creating a pristine environment for them. I believe there's been a real rise in demand in recent years for, for ecotourism and sustainability, particularly in the luxury market of the hospitality industry. One of the lessons COVID-19 has taught everyone is that if nature is actually given a chance to breathe and recover, she bounces back strong. There is a real demand, I think, for people to travel, but to travel consciously and people actually want to participate in sustainable activities that can really offset their carbon footprint. And I've seen a huge increase in guests asking me about our energy production, our solar panels, recycling, the coral restoration and, and the animal conservation. And again, that feedback has been very positive. I feel like we're really creating a culture of sustainability, not only for our guests, but for our artists and local communities. Seeing what the resort had the potential to do and achieve, I think really motivated me to really improve and evolve where, where we can. For example, increasing our number of solar panels to be the number one solar generator here in the Maldives. We already have uh, over 3,300 solar panels, uh, which can generate around 20% of our electricity. For me, I think the most important development uh, has been the launch of our sustainability lab and all of our recycling process. Many single-use plastic items were either completely eradicated or drastically reduced pretty early on. Um, and we're on target to be completely single-use plastic-free. Well, to be very honest, our conservation efforts simply wouldn't work without involving our neighbouring islands. I'm working with two amazing Maldivians uh, in my marine team and actually seeing their passion for the ocean and their pride in their local environment and their deep desire to protect it. This is actually one reason why we're setting up programs to actually encourage local communities to really take an interest in their home, their natural environment. There has been a shift in the choice of the destination in favor of a nature-based and sustainable vacation. So people here really reconnect with nature. After talking to me and learning about the marine environment, their perspective has totally changed. Uh, what they say is that they have been snorkeling before, but it's like they were blind. They couldn't see as many beautiful things as they could see after talking to me. Tourists are visiting the Maldives not for bridges and museums, they are coming here for the nature. It makes sense for a resort to have a specialist on site to educate and maintain their environment. You're a guest in a country that depends on the ocean so much for income but also for food. So respect is super important as well.
and everyone should have the right to experience what you come to experience in the nature. I want to make sure I enjoy the most of it, the beautiful nature, but I also want to make sure I enjoy it in a way that the people after me and the next generation can experience it as well. I feel all of us can actually help create a tourism culture based around positive hospitality. Tourism cannot survive without conservation and without people taking care of it. Tourism of tomorrow cannot be the same as today. Thank you for those uh, thought-provoking scientific insights which show that travelling consciously, as uh, Samuel points out, is more enriching and that harnessing curiosity and engagement, as Julia does with her fellow snorkelers, can bring about a change of mentality and habits more quickly than we think. All of which means that, as Amandine says, future generations will be enjoying those beautiful seascapes in centuries to come. You've been listening to Local Voices Global Stories, a podcast from Accor, taking you to the heart of hospitality via the people redefining the word welcome in every language around the world.